0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben. And Indigo. Yay. And today we are going to be talking about transmutation. Magic. Yes.
1: A form of it, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, (laughs) transmutation just really means, like, changing something from one thing into another. Right. Right? Yep. I mean, kind of the... Stereotypical example from alchemy is like transmutation of lead into gold. Right. Right.
1: Metaphorically. Yeah. You can do that with other things. Yeah, exactly. Like emotions. Mm -hmm. You could take a negative situation and turn it into a positive one.
0: Yep, exactly. And a a lot of it's like about learning how to kind of pull the valuable bits out of something. Right. that That is otherwise toxic.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, full disclosure, I haven't really studied alchemy that much. Right,
1: but we understand the other use for (laughs) transmutation.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, like like a lot of things, like uh, what we talk about is just like personal experience. Right. You know, Um, I've been kind of very solidly led away from... Following a particular modality too closely.
1: Right. Yeah. One of the messages that I got loud and clear in the beginning was you will never be a liar if you speak from personal experience. Yep. And not what somebody else told you. Mm-hmm. So this is our version of transmutation. Yeah. And what we have learned and done with it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, I guess, like, if you're an expert on alchemy, don't get mad at us.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's different.
0: Yes. We're just sharing our personal experiences with it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, like, I I think, like, one of the biggest things for me is, like, uh, transmuting emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And one of the reasons I I thought about doing this... uh, episode on transmutation uh, the other day i i i had opened twitter and I, I saw somebody i don't remember who it was um i want to say it was shane mm-hmm. that said something about like that um the that guilt is actually useful because it teaches you to do better
1: yeah oh yeah
0: yeah i mean and to uh to a but, certain extent i kind of agree but like my personal relationship with guilt is not good
1: well that in itself is a transmutation of the understanding of guilt mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah absolutely
0: yeah I, I i just know for me like um if i if i hold on to guilt it it does some like very unpleasant things to me well I yeah. wind up like overthinking overanalyzing all my actions and like I, I get into like some how you
1: could have done it different and yeah. yeah 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 no it's not good for that like you need to let go of the guilt once it's served its purpose
0: right exactly and and, and for me it's like um I I like doing transmutation on on guilt okay right? um and know, I, I think like the, the the best way I can explain it is with like chakras Right. Right. Um, and I don't, I'm not entirely clear on how much of this is kind of objectively literal and how much of it is just a sort of like symbolic understanding on my part. Right. Um, I mean, like, I think to some degree, like physical reality itself is symbolic. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like the distinction didn't really matter that much. Right. But anyway, um in in my experience and understanding, guilt is kind of stored in your sacral chakra.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's my understanding as well.
0: Yeah. And kind of the, the, the way that I transmute guilt um most of the time um is to bring it up into a higher chakra.
1: Right, like yeah. bring
0: bring the energy of the guilt out of my sacral and into a different chakra, um, and it's uh, kind of a conscious decision uh, how to deal with that, right? Right. Um, I've 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 had some situations where I bring it into my heart chakra, which basically translates to it's it's an opportunity for me to practice more self love and self forgiveness.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always jokingly say, bring it into the heart and burn it with fire.
0: <laughs> yes. yes, <laughs> And weirdly, that's kind of like how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it away with love. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another one is like uh, kind of bringing it into my solar plexus mm-hmm. and sort of transmuting it into um, uh, like drive and ambition.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To do better and yeah. get things done with it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, because you want to make sure that you do what you have to do to not only transmute the guilt, but make sure you don't uh, make more. Yes. Like, if you learn from your mistake and you're able to transmute it by being like, oh, yay, I messed up. But from that mess up, I learned how to not do it again so that I won't have to carry more and more guilt. Like that's transmutation itself. Like just learning how to give gratitude to something that you once would have carried with you. And maybe uh, it would have turned into some sort of inner war. Like, well, I shouldn't feel guilty because they deserved it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, these are all ways to make that guilt bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you face it, and you say, you know what? I did mess up there. I, I made a, a mistake. I, I could have done that differently. And you learn from it, then you can release it. And the weight of that guilt is gone. And you actually feel, like, physically lighter
0: mm-hmm. as a result. Absolutely. And <laughs> I know in my experience, like, holding on to it too much can actually start to cause, like, Physical, physical issues yeah physical yeah. and health problems yep after a while um oh uh one there was one time that i uh pulled something up into my third eye that was really trippy
1: oh did you have a mirror moment with it
0: yeah but like a positive one it oh, was good. just like kind of seeing through the situation objectively yeah and seeing it for what it was and i right. was just like oh i had nothing to feel guilty about Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was actually nothing there. I was just making shit up to feel feel bad about. Right. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Like stand like when you stand up for yourself. When you first I know that like when I first stepped into my power, I was like, Oh man, like I can't tell these people no and I can't walk away from these people. And you know, I felt guilty mm-hmm. for doing what was best for me. Yeah. And I had to figure out a way to put that guilt down, and the only way to do it was to transmute it. Well, your family needs you more than all these other people. You need you more than all these other people, you mm-hmm. know? And it was easy to to get rid of that guilt and transmute it and be, give it gratitude, whereas mm-hmm. I, at one point, may have... Turned it into a giant pity party, like, oh, poor me, I can't do anything, and blah, 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 you know, which it just, that creates more dense energy to carry around, pity, Mm -hmm. self-pity, guilt, uh, shame, all of that, all of that just gets so heavy and it'll weigh your frequency down into the dense frequencies to where you end up in a deep, deep depression. Mm -hmm. So like my best advice for anybody who wants to transmute the denser energies that they're carrying around, stop doing things that you know you're going to feel shame or guilt over. Yeah. Like if you stop doing things that you know you're going to need forgiveness for, then you can, that's a really good start, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the next step is forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done that, you can sit with the the things that need to be transmuted and work on figuring out how to give them gratitude and transmute them from a negative into a positive.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess like my my experience with that has been a little bit different because like, um, I don't know, for, for me, like... Uh, looking back there's like not much in my life that like i should feel guilty about right but you've been like, manipulated into believing that you should feel guilty for things yeah yeah exactly like i don't know like I, I don't i don't mean to like you know toot my own horn or anything but like uh like not uh, all, Almost all the time my intentions are always good. I know your intentions are pure hundred
1: percent of the time. <laughs> and and I get that like I know you better than our listeners, but let me like you're just gonna have to take my word for it. It Ben is not capable of doing anything with malicious intent. He is not capable of doing anything with ill intent. If he ever were to do something like that, it would be blindside me and shock the shit out of me yeah like i've always i've said this from the beginning like being mean to ben is literally like kicking a kitten in the face if you've misunderstood something he said that's one thing that's understandable you got it wrong you you know misunderstood something that was said or i know a lot of times you make people feel really insecure and they're like oh he's he's obviously dark he's obviously a (laughs) demon an agent of Satan because yeah. he made me feel bad by being his authentic self.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
1: no, you're not capable. No.
0: Yeah. And
1: no, I'm not like <laughs> delusional. Yes, I'm biased, but no. <laughs> yeah. Ben is not capable just... of being mean on purpose.
0: Yeah, I, I remember like I um, I was intentionally cruel once in my life Right. when I was like a little kid. Like, I think I was, like, six or something. Mm. And, like, I don't know why uh, Daddy Long Legs, the, the little spider-like yeah. critters, um, they have always creeped me out a lot. Yeah. Um, And so I I, uh, I killed one with, like, a magnifying glass one time. Yeah. And I felt, like, sick to my stomach for like a week. Yeah. About I know.
1: It. You're not you're just not capable. You had a hard time adjusting to being uh stern with the kids. Oh. Like God. that's how pure intent you are. Like yeah. pure intending you are. Like you had a really hard time learning how to be like very stern with our kids.
0: Yeah. I still struggle with that sometimes. I mean but I mean you've I'm gotten getting, good at it. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better. It's just like Sometimes, I it, I don't know, sometimes I just get in these like self-critical moods and I'm just like, man, I'm such an asshole dad, which I know isn't true, but like, you know. Yeah,
1: but if you had parented our children with no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not aggression, but like firmness Mm -hmm. then we would have raised we'd be raising a couple of assholes like (laughs) they would think that they could get whatever they want whenever they want with no consequence at all Mm -hmm. so you you know you transmuted that you understood like oh i have to learn how to be a little more stern and not such a pushover with my kids and that ended up translating into reality or like rippling out into your every other aspect where now you stand up for yourself and mm-hmm. you know how to set firm boundaries and not allow anybody to cross them and it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And you know, like with with boundaries like <coughs> oh no, I don't know. I I've uh I don't know why I feel I feel the need to say this. Uh having firm boundaries and enforcing them does not mean not does not necessarily mean like asshole zero tolerance kind of stuff right um communicate boundaries um and like if someone crosses that boundary uh you can make a decision as to whether you re like reiterate the boundary or cut them off right right yeah and you know i mean like obviously sometimes you 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 don't even have to do that
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll, you'll enforce the boundary and they'll be like, all right, well, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Goodbye. Yeah. And you're like, oh, OK, well, yeah. obviously you don't know how to respect boundaries, so I don't want you in my life anyway. Bye bye. Yeah. But yeah. if they're willing to talk through it with you, then that's great.
0: Yes. And that that's that's the thing about boundaries that's important is like it's. um. You know, have, having bo- having healthy boundaries is important and being able to enforce them is important. Right. Um, And a lot of times enforcing them, uh, enforcing boundaries is an opportunity for the other person to either respect or double down and disrespect your boundaries. Right. And what you do with that is up to you.
1: Right. And it tells you all you need to know. Mm -hmm. Like if you say, hey, I don't like it when you do that, it makes me uncomfortable and it's crossing a boundary. And the person is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like how they react to you saying that will tell you all you need to know. Yeah. If they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know. Let's let's talk about that and work through it and figure out how we can move through this space without violating anybody's boundaries. Then, you know, that that's a positive reaction, that they will respect your boundaries and Mm -hmm. it's good to go. Yeah. But if they're like, well, fuck you. Fuck you for enforcing your boundary where I wanna go and you know, not letting me trample all over you and not doing what I wanted you to do and da da da, da, da. then you know that their intentions are not pure mm-hmm. and that their intention is to violate boundaries. And take advantage. And take advantage. Yep. Yeah. So that's something to pay attention to. When you get up the courage to say, Hey, that's not okay. How they respond and react will tell you all you need to know about where their intentions are.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of been on my mind a little bit lately for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I think, like, a part of it is just, like, dealing with the kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, God, yeah. Trying to enforce boundaries with toddlers is a little difficult sometimes. Right,
1: yeah, because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, <But> they're <clears throat> learning. They're learning. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing really well. Our, our oldest today was uh enforce he's learning how to enforce his own boundaries without throwing a tantrum about it. And it's really cool actually. He yeah. came running out of his room. He and his brother were playing in his room and he was like, Oh Ryan uh is being mean to me in my room and he messed up my clean closet that I just cleaned. I want him out of my room. And I was like, Whoa, that's the <laughs> it was the first time he's ever done that. Usually he like screams and Yell, oh Ryan, out of my room, and he pushes him out of his room. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, he was it's, like super chill and calm about it. Too. I think
1: watching us enforce our boundaries is helping him understand how yes. to do it without
0: yep. yelling mm-hmm. or fighting. Right. Right. Exactly. And yeah, you know, that that kind of like ties into the transmutation thing, right? Right. Like, um, uh, if you're if you're having like. I don't know. I, I had a lot of uh, issues um, kind of early on with uh, figuring this stuff out. Right. Especially with, like, having boundaries and stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. I used to have none at all, right? Right. I would just, like, put up with everything. <laughs> right. And, like, um, <clears throat> it kind of got to this point where I wound up uh, with a lot of anger issues, you know? Right. And... Uh, a lot of times anger is a signal that you're not respecting your own boundaries. Yep. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's like it, when, once I kind of like figured out how to um, actually set and enforce boundaries, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that just like resolved itself, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It mm-hmm. could be just something so simple. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like uh, I've I've done like a lot of transmutation. Now that I think about it, like uh, one of the earliest things that I that I figured out was um, learning how to transmute um, anxiety, Mm -hmm. because I used to have like anxiety, like really bad anxiety, like a lot over everything. Yeah, very closely tied to guilt. Right. You know, (laughs) and people pleasing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tying a lot of my Self-worth into what I can make other people feel. Right. Yeah. Which is (laughs) completely out of your control. Yes. Yes. And super unhealthy. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's a quick way to give yourself constant panic attacks and constant anxiety is to make other people's feelings your responsibility. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of responsibility and it's unnecessary. Yep. Like it's not your job to help other people feel a certain kind of way.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I, um, I still do nice things. Right. Um, it's just my motivation is in a, uh, coming from a more healthy place. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know that I have no control over how other people feel.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. It's not your responsibility or job. All you can do is do you. Mm-hmm. And if that makes if who you are authentically makes somebody else not feel good, that's just a very clear signal to both of you that you're not compatible and that's it. Right. Nobody needs to change. Just go your separate ways. Right. Exactly. And if who you are authentically makes somebody feel really, really good, that means that you are compatible and you should be friends or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really not that it's, it's kind of weird to talk about such basic things, but we weren't taught this stuff. This, Mm -hmm. see, this is like preschool, Level <laughs> alchemy and or transmutation, and you know, the yeah. to me, it's like basic, but we're not taught this stuff. Like, if you feel okay, this is a great example, right? There's so many people, and I was a part of this group until I learned what it actually meant. There are a lot of people, my like I said, I did this too, where if I'm in the presence of somebody and their presence makes me feel icky, I would be like, oh, they're bad vibes. They've got bad vibes. (laughs) Obviously, they're bad vibes, but that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. It just means that that person was not there, that person's energy was not compatible with my energy. And there was a clash happening. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that one is bad and one is good. It just means not compatible, stay away from that person. Right. So, this whole, you know, that in itself is transmutation, like Mm -hmm. being able to say, oh, It's not that I need to destroy that because that's obviously bad because I can't possibly be the one in the wrong. So I'm obviously good (laughs) and angelic and light and they're obviously demonic and bad and dark, you know. No, it's just not compatible. Mm -hmm. Walk away and that's it. Boom. Done. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I think one of my favorite forms, I had to say it Mm because it's so funny, of transmutation that people do all the time and don't realize it. Is like on social media, whenever I get a comment of somebody saying, so what you're saying is, <laughs> and then they go on about something that has absolutely nothing to do with what I initially said, yeah. with what I initially said, that is transmutation. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's the opposite direction. It's negative transmutation. You're turning something positive into a negative, but some people are into that. People mm-hmm. who like to reside in the denser energies, they prefer denser you know interactions and stuff, but that's yeah. transmutation. When mm-hmm. when instead of saying, "What did you mean by this?" when you when you do that, you say, "So what you're saying is dot dot dot." <laughs> that's transmutation, and yeah. and a lot of people do it and don't realize they're doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you I've...
1: take one thing and turn it into something different.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've had a lot of people throughout my life to be being like, "So what you're saying is." And like nine times out of 10, it's not. And it at has all. nothing
1: to do with <laughs> what I said. It's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one time, I, 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 this is a great example of it. I, I had tweeted something that was saying something about uh, near death experiences or a simulated near death experience, like thinking you're going to die, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can change your life. Even if you weren't actually going to die, if you actually believe to yourself, oh, my God, I'm going to die, then it it actually changes your mental state. And mm-hmm. you you experience the same thing that somebody who actually did have an NDE uh you experience something similar, right? And somebody commented on it and was like, so what you're saying is I should go do all these horrible things to get close to death and have that. And I was like, that's not at all what I was saying. I do not recommend that. Do not try to push yourself close to death and bounce back from it. If you are meant to experience one of those, oh my God, am I dead? Did I die? Uh, you know if you're meant to experience one of those moments then you will yeah like it'll happen naturally
0: yeah <laughs> and like like a lot of things that that's not exactly something you can force no no it's
1: like here's an example of that right a simulated uh, near death experience right like uh when i gave birth to my first child i i got a deadly level temp fever mm-hmm. like and years later, looking back, I had a, uh, I had spiritual experiences, that spontaneous Kundalini awakening and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And I was like, oh my God, did I die when, you know, that one time where I had that deadly fever, did I actually die? Like, you know, and, 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 I, it, it does the same thing to your mind that, having one of those in the moment does Mm -hmm. like it makes you reprioritize your life. It makes you think about things differently. It makes you live life differently. But that's what I meant. Like it doesn't necessarily mean in the moment, but if you, uh, I know there's quite a few times looking back where I was like, oh my God, did I die that one time that I almost died Mm -hmm. or where I should have, or, you know, whatever and then you don't really have a choice other than to transmute that at that point because you're like, well, does it matter? What can I do about it? Like, if I did, what can I do about it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. And
1: it, it forces you to face, and for me, it forced me to face the idea of dying and conquer the fear of death, which I would say is transmutation, being yes. able to go from, oh my God, did I die? To, well, if I did, fuck it. I mean, yes. whatever. <laughs> this is the lamest afterlife ever. If that did happen, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same as the one
0: before. Yes, yep, but yeah. I think like um, that. That is something like uh, transmute like with with transmutation um, that that I I think kind of gets lost in translation a lot when you mm-hmm. try to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, like uh, one example is like uh, like sometimes um okay so I've all uh, historically I have had a problem with being in my head too much right like, like constantly in my head um and oh, um I navigate reality better uh when I'm more in my body right right yeah not exclusively because that is just like I don't know I don't like the coasting thing coasting and just like,
1: Autopilot. Yeah,
0: exactly. Not a fan. I like balance, you right? Know? I like to balance it. I don't like to be too in my head, and I don't like to be too out of my head. But right, yeah, it's, uh, I guess because of how I was before, it's easy for me to get stuck back in my head. Right. Right. Yeah. And kind of difficult for me to get back into balance between being in my head and being in my body. Right. Um, sometimes. Um, physical pain can pull me back into my body.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like body aches and stuff. Yeah. Kind
0: of like, um, if I fight it, that just keeps me in my head. If I just accept it and uh, like feel it fully objectively, it actually pulls me back into my body. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but I am not advocating for looking for physical pain. I'm not going to do it, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: wild. Yes. A lot of the transmutation stuff is like, um, I I don't know, I I, I guess like speaking a little bit more symbolically, um, if you're going to be transmuting lead into gold, uh, just do it if you already have lead. Don't go looking for lead to transmute into gold.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Just use what you have to your advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, you don't want to go out seeking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> to like, imagine the lead as dog shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really want to go hunting shit to turn into something better, or do you want to just deal with the shit that you have? Yeah. It's like, like why would you go do that? Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I, stop I just, creating bullshit situations for yourself. I'm, right. Right. I just remember, like, my um my first sort of like transcendent experience mm-hmm. i was really young um i think i was like maybe seven or eight um and i had a, a fever and was like i don't know i want to say it was like 106 or something yeah it was like way up there yeah. and it was like hallucinating like crazy like yeah i had no awareness of what the difference between dream and reality was right yeah and i was like freaking the fuck out yeah (laughs) you know at seven or eight years old that's wild yeah uh like i legitimately thought that uh a bunch of um construction vehicles were driving through my veins
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was very, very weird and extremely confusing and terrifying.
1: Well, you had no frame of reference either. Right. You were a
0: child. Yeah, exactly. And I I was like freaking the hell out. Right. Right. And then I just, I I very, very vividly and clearly saw this vision of a, a man's hand that was shaking with terror. Huh and then i saw um jesus's hand reach out i don't know how i knew it was him but because it was just his hand right just like reached out and put his hand on the other guy's hand and said be calm very very kindly but firmly just be calm right and stop shaking and then i stopped being afraid that's wild and stopped hallucinating and my fever broke wow yeah
1: yeah see th- there's more to that see like when my fever broke, mm-hmm. I had similar experience. It was like uh, this crescendo of just dense and scary and bad, and and then all of a sudden it's just all gone, mm-hmm. and you feel fine.
0: Yeah, it's wild, and that shit changes you. Yep. But do not deliberately go get a fever.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. You don't seek <laughs> out the experience. The experience finds you. The moment that well, I mean, we didn't exactly set the well. I was gonna say, we didn't set the intention. I don't know about you at seven years old. I know that where I was, uh, when I had, you know, back in 2017, I was very much the woo woo spiritual and I yeah. didn't know that I was woo woo spiritual, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like now that I've had the real deal experience, I look back and I just laugh at my past self because yeah. it's so funny. So technically I was asking for it cause I was like, oh. I'm so spiritual with my gemstone (laughs) necklace and my dreads and my (laughs) (laughs) tie-dye. So, you know, I put that energy out there because it was genuine intent, genuine intention Mm -hmm. to to have this spiritual experience. It called it to me and had that kind of experience and it changed my life forever. Yeah. Like you are not the same once you experience that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's just near death experiences like, a spontaneous kundalini awakening, awakening mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. A spontaneous singularity moment can do it. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who explained her experience very, very similar to mine. Um, there, It's ineffable. It's difficult to talk about. But mm-hmm. she was like, everything's a fractal. Like, it's a pattern of a pattern of a pattern. And at the time when she explained that to me, I didn't understand what she was talking about. Once I had the experience, I was like, holy shit. She knows exactly what she's talking about. She's just having a difficult time portraying it to somebody with no frame of reference.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Like uh, you were just—you said like you don't know about me setting intention um, at like seven or eight years old. I'm pretty sure I did. Actually. I'm not even surprised. Um, like you were born
1: a genius, basically.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I uh, you know, I was I was raised like super fundamentalist Christian. Right. And a lot of that stuff just didn't sit well with me, even as a kid. Like, um, I don't know, like the whole, like forcing me to pray for people before bed and yeah. all of this stuff. And I'm just like, why do I have to pray for this person? I don't even like them. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, praying to ask for stuff. And I'm at like six. I'm just like, wait a minute. God's supposed to already know everything. Right. Right. Um, why do I have to ask right. know, if he already knows what I want? Right, exactly. You know? And like, anyway, but like a lot of that stuff just didn't sit with me very well. And I was just like, I I would like to actually meet God. That right. would be nice. Oh,
1: so you did set the intention. <laughs> yeah. And God was like, all right, what's up, little homie? <laughs> <laughs> basically,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, though. Definitely. That explains why you've been awake basically your whole life.
0: Yeah. See, when
1: I was I a kid, so. I didn't even think to ask that. I was just like, oh, church. <laughs> Food. Other kids to play with, crackers, <laughs> wine. I get to get drunk at church. Like, you know, I yeah. didn't I wasn't thinking on that
0: level. Mm, yeah. and I, I was always like hyper curious about everything. Yeah. You know, like uh I, I remember like <laughs> once I asked my dad why the sky was blue. Yeah. And he was just like cuz it's not purple and i was just like that's <laughs> <fucking> stupid <laughs>
1: right you could yeah. just
0: say you don't know
1: <laughs> god the
0: power of i don't know yes such powerful words yes yes oh that's something um kind of bringing back to something you were saying before uh meant to mention like um with with transmutation um you were saying like the um so what you're saying is kind of transmutation <laughs> In order to do effective transmutation, uh, I have found that it is extremely important to see things for what they are. So what you're saying is... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But like like before you start working on it, make sure you understand what it is, right? Right. Instead of seeing it as you want it to be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, imagine like... You know, you're like a woodworker, and you're gonna turn this piece of wood into a carving, right? right. You're gonna turn turn this uh, turn this tree into a uh, a chair, right? Right. But it's not actually a tree; it's um, a steel pole, and what? you're just like, I don't fucking care. I'm gonna chop it with my axe anyway, right? Because you're dumb. Because <laughs> you're not paying attention, and you're you refuse to look at it and see it for what it is. You're gonna break your axe. Yep. Probably gonna hurt yourself. Yep see things for what they are not what you want them to be
1: exactly yeah and and this is important i'm speaking from personal experience here when you're like why would i want it to be this negative thing that it clearly is it's be, for me my personal experience with doing negative transmutation in that way with turning instead of allowing something to be what it is and being like well it's obviously this awful thing is because if it's an awful thing, then I don't have to feel so bad about my perception of it, my role with it, or my experience with it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I don't even know how to explain that. Like, yeah. like you
0: uh, got to take responsibility. Exactly. For like, your half of that dynamic. Exactly. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's,
0: I mean, it's kind of like... um I know I've had a lot of people tell me that I have to be vegan, right? Uh, and it's like, it just does it doesn't work for me.
1: He gets really sick. Yeah. We tried that. Like when I was doing the vegetarian thing, yeah, you got really really sick when I would make only vegetarian meals. Yeah, your body just can't handle it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's fine. Some people can't handle eating meat. Some people can't handle not eating meat.
1: Right. What There's works nothing for one wrong person, with either one. What works for one person is not going to work for everyone. We're right. made different for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, just because being vegan works for you does not mean it's going to work for somebody who needs meat to function. Like, right. that's like that dude that told people that they're murderers because they eat meat. I'm like, so they're supposed to end up deathly ill because their body, that person's body, which is built differently from yours, they're supposed to get deathly sick from not eating meat in order to not be considered a murderer. Mm -hmm. That's a way of using shame and guilt to control someone. Yes. By telling that person that they're a murderer for eating meat, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, You are using shame and guilt to try and manipulate that person into giving up me, and that makes you the asshole, not Mm -hmm.
0: them. Yep. Just because because you can't physically hear the sounds of your salad screaming as you eat it.
1: Oh, don't even get... Oh, (laughs) God. You know I love that argument. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, God. All is one. All is one. We are all one. If you have the understanding of... Singularity, unity, consciousness, and what God actually is, you don't get to tell someone they're a murderer for eating meat. Because you should have the understanding that the awareness consciousness, the, excuse me, consciousness of a cow is the same consciousness that exists in a carrot, is the same consciousness that exists in the river, in -hmm. the planet, in extraterrestrial life, in all life. Same thing. Yep. So oh, that's something I'm passionate about. Yes. I don't get triggered by it anymore. I used to. I mm-hmm. used to be like, meh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for telling me I'm subhuman because I eat steak sometimes. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Speaking of, we should get steak. Yep. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, that's another thing that I kind of went through as uh, pre- pretty young. Um, I think I was about 10. Uh, and I, I was thinking about eating meat and I was like, what What are the ethics of eating meat? Right. Right. It was like, you know, cause I was thinking about like, you know, unnecessarily killing things. Right. right. And I was just like, well, that's, that, that's, this seems like a terrible thing. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like went through like this sort of like, um, I guess sort of, uh, deconstructing the idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of like thought about it and I was just like, okay, um, if, uh, if it's wrong to eat meat, then I should stop, right? it right. it's like, okay, so why, wait, why are animals different than plants, right? Right. And then I was thinking about it, and I was just like, okay, um, maybe just eating plants that can gr- can recover from that is fine. Uh, and th- then I was just like, wait a minute. Every minute of every day, my immune system is constantly Committing genocide against bacteria. <laughs> yep, can't do anything about that without dying. Um, right. So, fuck it. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, one of the the big turning points. See, like I was doing the vegetarian thing, right? Mm-hmm. After I had that uh, awareness moment. I was like, oh, I need to I, I had a hard time cutting the grass for a while because I was like, I had to like convince myself I was giving the earth a haircut, which I understand sounds insane. <laughs> but when you have that uh, that moment of clarity where you understand that everything everything is life, all the life is equal, mm-hmm. it, it kind of fucks with you a little because you're like, Whoa, well, I need to tread lightly and not hurt, you know, a bug or the grass or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. I don't even know where I was going with that, <laughs> but the, that's the thing is like you under, it's humans who place value on life, not God, not mm-hmm. source, not creator, not Allah, whatever you choose to call it, mm-hmm. creator, you know, it, it, it's humans who decide, oh, humans are better than animals. Animals are better than plants. Plants are better than bugs, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's humans who do that. Not God. God created all life equally. Source. Mm-hmm. I choose to call it source and God, but it helps people understand, you know, yeah. same thing, same entity, all the spiritual practices, everybody's calling the exact same thing by different names, mm-hmm. but all of us, all of it is it. So the life of a carrot is of no more or less value to our life in the eyes of the creator. Right. It's humans who go, Hey, wait a minute. I can talk, I can think, I can use my thumbs, so I'm better than a dog. Yeah. And the dog can move around and eat things and whatever, so it's better than a carrot, Mm -hmm. which is not true.
0: Right. Especially with all of the like interesting research I've seen lately about uh, finding um, very stark linguistic patterns in the uh, chemical signals in mycelium. Oh, yeah. In mushrooms. Mushrooms. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mushrooms they communicate, like, have, whoa. Yeah, th- th- they actually have a, some legitimate language. In a neural network, don't, don't they? Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, the mycelium is a network. Um, uh, but there's, like, each species of fungus has a unique language. That's wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, what then? Once we discover that mushrooms are intelligent and they can communicate, they have mm-hmm. awareness. Obviously, if they can communicate, does that mean we need to stop eating mushrooms now?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, that it's interesting that mushrooms are actually uh, more closely related to animals than they are to plants. Wild. Yep. Yeah, I've,
1: I've read that. But that it's that's transmutation itself. It's easier to, rather than continually, that's where I was going earlier, the, the rules for being vegetarian and vegan are insane. Mm. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. just, they're nuts. <laughs> it's easier to just accept that we are meant to circle of life this bitch, you know, <laughs> eat yeah. what you want. Do what you want. Respect what other people want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as nobody's hurting each other, it's fine. It's easier to just accept that some people function differently Mm -hmm. and that if you choose to change your mind, that's okay. Yep. Then to constantly create more and more rules around what is okay and what is not okay. Yes. Like... For example, mushrooms. Like, if we discover, we have discovered that mushrooms have language, which means that there is intelligence there. Right. So, our, going by the vegan rules, that means we are no longer allowed to eat mushrooms because they are life; they have awareness. Yep. Just like animals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and yep. there's been studies done that show that trees scream when they're cut down. Mm-hmm. It's just not audible to the human ear. Right. Yep. And that they communicate. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not really eating trees, but you get what I'm saying. Fruit yeah. grows on trees. Blada, blada, blada. So, like, if we go by these rules, you don't know what you don't know until you do, you know? Yep. Like, if somebody who wanted to live strictly by the vegan rules sat down and did studies on their food, they would probably find that they're not allowed to eat anything.
0: Yes. So yep. it's easier
1: to just do what you want to do. And respect other people for wanting to do what they want to do and maybe try not shaming and guilting each other over a fucking diet.
0: <laughs> yes. It's just ridiculous. You're a murderer. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's uh um it actually a, a lot of that reminds me very, very uh closely of um I don't know, like Calvinism. Oh yeah. So, you know, I was raised like fundamentalist Christian, right? <laughs> And the the particular type that I had was very, very heavily rooted in shame and guilt. Right, right yeah. Very, very similar to, like, Puritanism. Um, Like, you remember that movie The Witch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that, that family was, like, uh, that movie was a little uncomfortable for me to watch because it reminded me a little too much yeah. of how my family's religious approach was. That's wild. Yeah, like old, like constant self-flagellation and shit. Not literal, but like, oh, yeah, kind of creepy. But anyway,
1: repent for your sins.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. God, what a
1: horrible way to live constantly in fear of doing something wrong by God.
0: Yeah. By accident.
1: By accident. By simply being your authentic. That's nuts to me that the church did that. because, like your authentic expression is pleases source, the creator, Mm -hmm. God, whatever. Yeah. Like you being your authentic self in whatever form it takes is you in your divinity, mm-hmm. pleasing God. So for somebody to come along and tell you that that's wrong yeah, and that the, it displeases God or whatever, yeah, that's nuts. And live your whole life in shame and guilt of who you are authentically, that's just not okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I've, I've uh, seen it pop up a lot in a lot of other circles too. Right, like uh, when I was like in the okay, um, we were like pretty far right politically back then. Right, right? it was it, like super conservative, um, to the point of like, well, it was really unhealthy. Yeah, um, you
1: said that your if if you had not a broke if he had not had broken the patterns and cycles he was born into, he should have turned out racist and homophobic. Yeah, yeah. Which is obviously
0: not the case. Right, right. Like, uh, I remember watching um, American History X was extremely uncomfortable for for me because, like, um, a lot of the... um, You remember the main character? Yeah, Um, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of the, like, neo-Nazi propaganda that he was talking about was almost verbatim what your family what said. What my family said. Yeah. When I was growing up. And I was just like, ooh shit. Glad I got out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs>
1: and to touch on that, what was it that got you out of that?
0: Um, the people that I was supposed to hate were kind to me.
1: Yep. That was what shattered his programming. Yep. What he should have turned out racist and homophobic.
0: hmm
1: And it was someone who he was supposed to hate being nice to him that changed that. Yep. Just something to note. You yep. know, you're not going to get people to change their mind by being a fucking asshole to them. Yes. But if you're nice to them and help them understand that there's nothing to hate, there's nothing to mm-hmm. be afraid of, Yep. then you might be able to change somebody's mind. Yeah.
0: And that actually brings me directly into the, the, the next point I was getting to. Uh, a lot of the sort of... Calvinist sort of approach mm-hmm. of like uh you know shame and guilt and like everything you do is wrong right. kind of shit. Yeah. Um exact duplicate on the far left. Yep. Just uh reverse very, it. Very yeah, I mean it, it it was all like uh um sort of atheistic. Yeah. And all about like, you know, social justice mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Oh yeah, I'm familiar.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. But again, it was all Shame and guilt stuff.
1: Yeah, you're not a good X if you don't do Y.
0: Yes, exactly. Or you're not X if you don't support and hate Y. Yeah, and I've run into the same thing with the supposedly apolitical, um, sort of spiritual community. Yeah, with like, you're you're not you're you're not a good spiritual person if you don't, don't do
1: or do do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, do do. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, don't eat meat, don't have sex, don't masturbate. Like, oh, jeez. Anyway. Don't
1: try to love the darkness.
0: Oh, yeah. You're definitely
1: not spiritual if you try to understand the devil.
0: Yes, exactly. Then you're
1: Satan, you're Satan itself. Yes. But yeah, they're all fractals and patterns of the same thing. And Mm -hmm. and until you have awareness, you can't see that. Like, you're doing the exact same thing the church does. It just looks a little different. Yeah. like the church says, you're gonna go to hell if you do this and don't do that. If you displease God, yep. And then the political people are like, you're not a good Republican if you do this, and the you're not a good Democrat if you do that. You're not a good spiritual if you do this. You know, yeah, you're obviously of the darkness if you don't do it my way.
0: Mm-hmm. It's and-
1: all this same structure, the same pattern.
0: Yep, exactly. And and um. For me, and like, I don't know, based on my observations and experience and frankly, guesswork, right. um, it seems to me that uh, every time that particular pattern shows up in a particular group, um, the root cause is always, as far as I can tell, um, a lack of understanding yep. of what morality actually is. Right. Yeah, like, or a difference, yeah, of understanding. Like, well, I mean, f- for me, it's like the the I don't know, uh, like the that Carl Jung quote, um, "All fanaticism is repressed doubt." Yeah, um, I I think that that's true, and I think a lot of the like um, sort of overt um, emphasis on an ever expanding set of rules for how to behave. Uh, seems to be rooted in a an insecurity. Oh, yeah. In, like, how to actually behave. Right, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like uh, if you're playing music, right, mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're doing, you, right. you just follow, like, the pentatonic scale yeah. or something, something simplistic. Yeah. And then it's like, Anything that's not pentatonic is therefore obviously evil. The devil! And not real music. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yes. That's a great way to put it, yes.
0: Yeah. But, like, it, if you actually understand how music works, you don't even really need the rules. Right. You know? Right. The rules are supposed to be there to... Structure. Yeah. To structure and to show you a simplified version of how things work.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not everybody's going to do it the same way and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of being like, you're obviously not spiritual or a real musician or a real artist or a good Democrat or a good Republic, instead of being like, you're not this, if you don't do it my way, or if you don't do it this way, how about we just focus on being around the ones who do do it the way we like? And learning how to be tolerant of the ones who do it in a way that we don't really care for. But, like, distance yourself from the things you claim you hate and the things you claim (laughs) you don't like and embrace the things you love. Mm -hmm. And instead of, like, trying to force everybody else to do it your way. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. Like, Mm -hmm. people like different things and that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not a good, whatever label is on deck, you know, a, not a good gay, not a good Christian, not a good Democrat, not a good Republican, blah, 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 Who cares about the fucking labels? They're a human <laughs> being. Yes. And they deserve the same respect you would like. Yep. Now, if you completely degrade and disrespect yourself all the time, then I fully understand why you treat people like shit. But, yep. you know, yeah. my perspective on it is all life should be treated with respect. Even mm-hmm. if you're eating it. Yes. <laughs> like if yeah. I, I, re, I give gratitude to my meal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anyway.
0: Yes. Exactly. We got way
1: off topic, but that in itself is transmutation. <laughs> yes. Rather than try to destroy what you don't like, focus the energy you would use to destroy what you don't like into creating more or building up what you love. Right. And that will transform your life when, Mm -hmm. uh, goodness me. One of the things that was difficult to wrap my head around was uh, that there are people who love to hate. Yeah. That blew my mind and fucked me up a little. Like there are people who thoroughly enjoy destruction and creating disharmony and you know, fear and cultivating fear and make it, you know, like making bullying people Mm -hmm. think like they enjoy that. That is what they love. Yeah. And I can't really wrap my head around enjoying pain, but I know that it exists and I rather stay far, far away from the people who like that because that's not something I'm interested in. That's the opposite form of transmutation that I, that I like, you know, Yeah. they like to take something that is, beautiful and turn it into something ugly and Mm -hmm. destroy it i like to take something beautiful and either preserve it as beautiful or take something that has been destroyed and help build it back up yeah that's my ideal transmutation
0: (laughs) yes yes and you know i was thinking just now um uh you you were saying like you know people could do what they want just like keep the destructive shit away from us you know right yeah (laughs) like and I was thinking, like, I- I've seen so many people uh kind of in the quote-unquote woke and awake and stop community, uh, no. like, spiritual communities. <laughs> There's this sort of trendy thing about, like, talking shit about sports. Okay. Right? Like, oh, look at these filthy peasants enjoying their football game yeah, and all of right. this shit. <laughs> First off, That judgment is, like, kind of hilarious. But (laughs) um, secondly... Low vibe. Yeah, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. But uh, secondly, um, some people enjoy um, that kind of thing, you know? Um, There are some people that very much enjoy contact sports. I don't know, like MMA, right? Right. Uh, Fighting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the USC Ultimate Fighting Championship, right? Some people love to punch each other in the face, right? It's it, yeah, it's, I get it, it. I I don't entirely understand it. Um, I I mean, kind of. I mean, I took kung fu, I didn't really like sparring. I just like yeah, learning like getting more well, fit. kung and... fu
1: is not MMA. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, it's definitely not. Um, my Sifu used to talk a lot of shit about the MMA people, <laughs> right? Yeah yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> though he watched it, <laughs> but anyway, um. Doesn't it make more sense to provide people with a container for that? Right. Rather than just, I don't know, have open warfare in the streets. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it it is a proven fact that there is a sharp decrease in the rate of violent crimes when violent video games get released and become popular.
1: Right, because they're getting their fill of violence
0: through the video game rather than in real life. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, let people do what they want. Just find a, a, a way to allow people to have the experiences that they need in a way that is beneficial for everyone.
1: Right, instead of shaming and guilting them. Yep. The, when you shame and guilt someone into suppressing things like that, that's how violence happens. Yeah. You, you, you shame, you guilt them and they push it down and push it down and they don't have an expression for it. Mm-hmm. They don't get it out. And eventually they just explode. Yep. And people get hurt. Yes. But when you can provide a safe environment for them to experience those things in, let's say a video game Yeah, or fighting another person, another consenting adult that would like to fight. Also, mm-hmm. like, or play football and yep. and put on a bunch of equipment and bang in to other people. You know, I don't understand, but <laughs> it, it's a thing. Yeah. You know, I played softball. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great stress reliever for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, when people are allowed to do these things and they don't have, they're not shamed or guilted for it, then they get to express all these urges and drives and, you know, whatever. Yeah in a healthy and productive way rather than you know yeah pushing it down and turning it into a pressure cooker that will explode if left unattended
0: yes yes and and that also goes for the um <laughs> the 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 anti pornography propaganda that oh i oh god see on- that was so funny <laughs> oh god yes or just like you know you know it's church 2.0 yes it it's really so is it's so funny Remember
1: back in the day, like all the church propaganda, if you oh masturbate, God. the devil's gonna take you to hell.
0: <laughs> yes. Except they're calling it a succubus and incubus now instead yep. of Satan. But anyway. Yep.
1: It's the same thing. It it's is. it's a fractal it pattern and the spiritual community is now taking on all of the traits of the church.
0: Yeah. It's it's it is both funny and sad at the same time.
1: Right. Instead of telling people That if they watch porn and masturbate, a succubus is going to come suck them dry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Instead of telling them that a demon is going to get them, maybe teach them what the demon is actually. Do you even know? Do these people who are condemning people who watch pornography and masturbate, do they even know what the demon is after? Right. They don't. And here's, here's, I'll, I'll tell you, they're after your shame and your guilt. Yep. Which is exactly what somebody is doing by telling you that you're going to get eaten by a demon if you masturbate or watch pornography. They're shaming and guilting you, which is cultivating the energy that the demon wants to eat. Yes. If you can masturbate and watch porn without feeling shame or guilt, you do not become a buffet for a dark entity. Right. The dark entity is like, yo, don't you feel bad about what you just did? And you're like, fuck no. That (laughs) shit felt great and I'm happy about it. The demon's like, oh, well, I'm going to go find, maybe I'll go find one of those people that told you that you should be ashamed about this and eat their energy because they're doing it too. They're just (laughs) trying to put up a front like they're not. Yes. So I'm going to go buffet off them because they got a ton of shame and guilt. Yep. And you have a nice day, sir. Yep.
0: (laughs) Basically. It's the same thing that the church did. It really is. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, you know, the number of times that I've, you know, I've been kind of vocal a few times. I go through these phases where I get very vocal about this kind of stuff yeah. on Twitter, right? Right. And, like, the, um, the 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 pro-celibacy crowd, a lot of times they'll get, like, really, really, really worked up and angry right, about, like, me daring to, like, be open about the fact that I think it's bullshit. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, how dare you? And get, like, really, really mad. And I'm just like, uh, you're telling me that the only way to be peaceful (laughs) is to not masturbate. which Like you're doing, but you're angry a lot. And you're frothing at the mouth. Maybe you should just consider trying.
1: Right. A different approach. Yeah. (laughs) The people who are like, you you cannot be peaceful unless you do it my way are the angriest people I've ever met. I'm like, yes. You're not even peaceful. You're not living your truth. You're 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 pretending. You're playing pretend mm-hmm. to be something you're not and saying that you're following all these rules that you're not even following. And if you are, they're what's making you miserable because you're not living your authentic truth. Right. How about if celibacy works for you, if semen retention works for you, great. Yeah. Go do that and go hang out with the people who do that too. Mhm don't try to shame somebody who thrives off of masturbating 30 times a day or having sex several times a day right like leave them alone (laughs) and that's what works for them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean we experienced that like i went through a period of time where i had no sex drive i Mm -hmm. was not happy about it either yeah and every single time we would have sex, I would feel incredible afterwards. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing to myself? I'm like torturing myself by not, you know, and, and it's just what works for one person mm-hmm. is not going to be what works for everyone. We were made differently for a reason.
0: Yes. yes. Like
1: if somebody doing it differently bothers you, just stay away from them. If they're not hurting anybody, stay the fuck away from them. Right. It's not that difficult. And go hang out with your little bubble, your little echo chamber of people who are all exactly the same carbon copies of each other. Mm-hmm. And let the people who are okay with things that are different from themselves hang out with a diverse group. You can right. have your clones. Mm-hmm. And and we'll have a cool, colorful party of people of all different walks. Right. It's not that difficult. Yeah just
0: like, you know, with the full, whole football thing. Like, I don't like football, so I don't watch it.
1: I, and you know what? Transmutation, right? Yep. I don't like football, but I fucking love some chicken wings. Hell yeah. So I'm going to go to a football <laughs> party, and I'm going to eat all their wings, and they can enjoy the football. Yeah. Transmutation turned a negative into a positive.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done that before. And, like, I don't know. I was curious about it. I was just like, I, I kept asking questions. I was like, what? But what, what are they doing? And like people would explain it to me, like, you know, multiple times. And it, was, it would just like go in one ear and out the other. And I was yeah. like,
1: couldn't retain it. Yeah. It's, it's just, just not like, interested.
0: Oh, dude's running really fast. That's impressive. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It, it is. what it just let people have the shit they enjoy. Right. Like unless what they enjoy is destroying other people. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, if you feel like you need to step in, fine. That's my thing. You know, that's where I would step in. Yeah. I let people do their own thing unless I see somebody hurting someone else. Then I'm like, hey, you shouldn't hurt that person. Like, that's not nice. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But even that is me infringing on somebody else's free will. Yeah. But I'm willing to do it for that. That's just my line. Yes. You know, <clears throat> like I am I, not and I'm not OK with hurting people on purpose. Right, right. But, like, living in a way that I don't agree with, okay, just do it over there. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not going to hate you because you're choosing to live differently from me. Right. But I'm not going to fuck with you either. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just, I can't understand trying to control and change other people because you disagree with how they're choosing to live their life. Yeah. That's banana pants to me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a... Uh... From personal experience, that's not a fun way to live. No. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be stressful. So stressful trying to
1: make sure that all your little minions are where they need to be and <laughs> acting the way you want them to act and doing what you want them to do. That's got to be so stressful. Yeah. So much easier to just let people be themselves. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're gonna wrap this super rambly episode up. Oh yeah, we got way off topic ish, but do. you know what? That's just how we do. Yep, exactly. Arcturus decided
1: to bust in again, so <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: have a great day.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow Podcast. You can find us at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts podbeans, spotify, amazon music, tunein, stitcher, iheartradio radio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com/waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast@waterglow.net. Thank you for listening everyone.